0: happy Saturday welcome in it's another edition of Indiana Sports Talk here Network Indiana filling in for Bob Level. I'm your host Derek Schultz we got a busy night lots going on in
1: Colts land especially Eddie Garrison has got you up to date from the update desk thank you Derek a pleasure to be with you and James Adams this evening in downtown Indianapolis the big news within the last hour Colts all pro running back and pro bowl running back Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade per Ian Rappaport of NFL Network Jim Ursay spoke at training camp, and this is what he had to say after an hour-long conversation on his bus with the Colts running back. It was just a, a, a good conversation, and and uh, you know we're just uh, you know hopeful and going forward. Uh, you know looking forward to a great season, hoping you know hoping Jonathan's a big part of that, and and so um, I think we had a good conversation, and you know like I said, on where we go, and we're, we're looking forward to um, you know really having. Um, uh you know, hopefully Jonathan there, um, excited and healthy. Taylor led the league in rushing in 2021. He is entering the final year of his four-year rookie contract. Of course, with him being a second round pick, he does not get the fifth-year guarantee or the team option like all first round picks do. So Jonathan Taylor looking for a new home. The interest though may be really thin. For Network Indiana Sports. I'm Eddie Garrison. So
0: an interesting night, weekend, week for the Colts when it comes to the Jonathan Taylor saga. And that is the biggest headline of all the headlines that we're discussing tonight here on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome in once again. My name is Derek Schultz. This is the final time this summer that the Hall of Famer Bob Level will not be in this chair. He returns next week. So happy to be here for a, I don't even know what this is for me now, 5th, 6th, 7th? I don't know how many times. I've been a fairly regular fill-in in in the rotation here for Indiana Sports Talk, but the coach returns next week, and before you know it, we're going to be talking high school football once again on this show as August and the 2023 season is right around the corner, but dominating the headlines at least around this neck of the woods here in the flagship 93 Five and 107.5 the fan and 93.1 WIBC uh, here in downtown Indianapolis uh, the Colts generally speaking this is a celebratory night for Colts fans it is the first night practice of training camp camp just opened up this week it's exciting right you go you take the kids you're optimistic about the season you're in a celebratory mood and yay Colts Everything is gumdrops and candy canes and sugarplum fairies, right? You're you're geeked. You're ready to go. This is the happiest that you are generally all season right now. And instead, on this beautiful Saturday night and a sold out crowd in Westfield, you have this dark cloud hanging over your heads with his Jonathan Taylor situation, Um, the trade demand, not really a surprise with what we've seen over the last four, five, six days. But I think what is a surprise is just how quickly we got here. You know, this was a situation where it was presented going into this season as something that the Colts probably were going to do. It probably was a fait accompli that Jonathan Taylor was still going to be a Colt. It was just about sort of the two sides getting together, hammering things out and going from there. I I, I don't think a month ago right now, anyone here in Indianapolis thought that an exit from Jonathan Taylor was imminent, certainly not before the 2023 season, but before the 2024 season either, with him still one year under contract. But again, this is what happens in these situations. You have an unhappy player, you have an agent that is kind of tossing some gasoline onto the fire. And you have an owner in Jim Irsay, who, let's face it, he he tells you how he feels. Um, you know, love him or hate him, Jim Irsay is honest. He's not always right, and that doesn't mean that he doesn't consistently put his foot in his mouth. But Jim Irsay is an honest man. He's going to tell you how he feels, right, wrong, indifferent, whatever else. He's going to tell you how he feels. And he's done that through this process. So it's just sort of been, I, I think, a situation here where all parties have played a hand in this, uh, of getting this situation to escalate to where it is now, where we sit today, an hour removed from a report that Jonathan Taylor for me and Rappaport wants to be traded. But we'll talk about that throughout tonight's show because it's very easy to demand a trade. Anyone can do that. What's difficult is getting what you want. And I'm not so sure that Jonathan Taylor is going to get what he wants from this situation. I'm also not sure the Colts are going to get what they want either, but some of that might be somewhat out of their hands. Speaking of trades, uh, the other big news in baseball, Max Scherzer is moving from the Mets to the Texas Rangers. Uh, The the failed Mets season... Not really a surprise that they've turned into sellers. They also traded David Robertson, so now Scherzer is off. Um, you know, it's just a season that never got off the ground for the Mets. They were, they were not good from the beginning. They spent a whole bunch of money. This is kind of what they do. I grew up near New York. This is what happens with the Mets and the Jets. Mets and Jets make big splashes. They spend a lot of money. They win the back page, then they fail. That that is their mo. Both of those teams. That is what they've done. I, I am forty years old. That is what they have done for most of my adult life make big moves make a big splash get the big headlines fail so the Mets moving on for Max Scherzer as well in big baseball news as we approach the trade deadline uh Indiana Fever hosting the Seattle Storms tomorrow at four o'clock they've lost three straight 11 of their last 12 they've been a little bit more competitive here recently had a heartbreaking loss the other night um so still overall a good season so far for the Indiana Fever but you know it's going to be a, a, a marathon, a bit, not a sprint, when it comes to turning this thing around. And then hopefully we'll hear from Howard Kelman a little bit later tonight. The Tribe at home, uh, not too far from where we sit right now at the flagship studio, hosting Louisville under the lights at beautiful Victory Field. So we'll talk to Howard about that coming up later on in the show. And also we're expecting to hear from John Herrick, Alley Cats knocking off Chicago in the AUDL playoffs. So we'll hear from John, no stranger to these airwaves. Coming up later on, we are jam packed, ready to go. Plenty of cold stock still to come. Indiana Sports Talk, Network Indiana. Welcome back. It's Indiana Sports Talk, Network Indiana. I'm your host, Derek Schultz. James Adams producing tonight. And on the update desk is our good friend, Eddie Garrison. Keep you abreast with what's going on, especially Major League Baseball with a a full slate of games. As I mentioned, uh, the big news tonight: Jonathan Taylor demanding a trade, and uh, a lot of reaction coming in in NFL quarters. Uh, this interesting. This just dropped about ten minutes ago on. I'm just still gonna call it Twitter, guys, until until they force me to call it X. I'm just gonna call it Twitter because it's just <laughs> it's honestly it's just so stupid <laughs> that I, I don't want to do it uh, uh, until I have to until other people are doing it because I don't want to be the guy that sounds like an idiot. Um, but Twitter X, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, Albert Breer of. Monday morning quarterback said he got a text message from Jim Ursay in response to the Jonathan Taylor trade request, quote, we're not trading Jonathan end of discussion, not now and not in October exclamation point. Yeah. See kind of piggybacking on what I just said with this conversation. That's the problem here for, for Taylor is that he just doesn't have any leverage at all. Um, Jonathan Taylor has value He has value as a running back on the field. He has value as one of the faces of the franchise off of it. He is one of the most popular Colts with where we sit today. That basically ends the Jonathan Taylor leverage. Outside of those two things, he just doesn't have anything else going for him. He plays a position that is fungible. It is easily replaceable. Now, can you replace Jonathan Taylor with 100% Jonathan Taylor easily? Eh, maybe not. Maybe you can't do that. Can you replace 80% of what Jonathan Taylor gives you? Absolutely. You could do that with a six-round pick. You know, you could do that with Marlon Mack. Now, you know, maybe not now, Marlon Mack, but, uh, you know, a player of that caliber. Remember Marlon Mack, 2019, ran for... Whatever he did, twelve hundred yards. Like this happens all the time in the NFL now, where you draft somebody, they come in, they they play pretty well, and then they they're just gone. Um, and even the great running backs, you tag them, you bag them, you draft them, you get all of their productive years. Their contract comes up, you tag them for a year, you bag them after that, because the big money contracts generally don't come anymore to running backs you know th- that's not just here that's everywhere for a while the Colts were a bit on their own when it came to how they treated running backs because you know they didn't bring back Edring James after the 2005 season they ended up trading Marshall Falk when he was ascending to becoming this great hall of fame top five all-time at his position level player That doesn't generally happen in NFL circles back in those days. In the 90s, in the early 2000s, you extended those guys, you kept them. In the 80s, you definitely did. Because the running back was the bell cow. It was an extremely important position. Now, it's not. And it's not just the fact that the passing game has been emphasized. It's the fact that it's just a position that lends itself well to replacement-level players. You know, I, I can't get... 80% of Jamar Chase easily I can't get 80% of Tyreek Hill easily I can't get 80% of Joey Bosa easily of Joe Burrow easily but quarterback pass rusher receiver those are high impact positions It's hard to get that. It's hard to replicate that. Running back, it's not. They just don't impact the game like those other positions do. So for Taylor, who's still under contract for another year, who plays a position that isn't an important impact position, there's just not a lot to go on for him, unfortunately. And maybe he'll learn that the hard way. Plenty more to get to as we continue. Indiana Sports Talk
1: rolls along here on Network Indiana. Stick around. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's take a look at some major league scores that are going on right now. Out at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Chicago Cubs are leading the St. Louis Cardinals two to one. Mac- Mike Talkman last night he had the game-winning catch. He scored on a Ian Happ two-run home run at the top of the third inning to make it two-to-one advantage for Chicago. Adam Wainwright is on the mound. He has gone through three innings of work, four hits, two runs, both were earned, one strikeout. Jameson Taillon has gone two and two-thirds for the Cubs, two hits, three walks, and two strikeouts. Cincinnati Reds and the LA Dodgers. They are through two innings out in L.A. and it is 2-0 Dodgers. Max Muncy took advantage of the error by Spencer Steer. He deposited the ball. And the right center bleachers that scored at Freddie Freeman. So both those runs are unearned to Luke Weaver. 2-0 Dodgers because of that two-run home run from Max Muncy. Just going final this afternoon, the Detroit Tigers and the Miami Marlins. Five to nothing shutout victory for the Detroit Tigers. They are now 47 and 58. Three of those five runs. Came in the third inning. Riley Green hit a solo home run. Akil Badu hit a three-run home run in the second. Joey Wentz picked up his second win, and the former Red Johnny Cueto was charged with his second loss. And just going final, the Chicago White Sox defeat the Cleveland Guardians 7-2. to Tim Anderson with his first home run of the season. White Sox are now 42-63. and 63. Guardians 52-52. and 52. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison.
0: Welcome back to Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Derek Schultz. Appreciate you being here tonight. James Adams does as well. So does Eddie Garrison. That is our trio filling in for the Hall of Famer, Bob Lovell, who returns on Friday night, so six days from now. Uh, The Indy Star backing up the report from Albert Beer. Joel Erickson, who is the beat writer for the Colts for the Star, saying that Ursay told them the same thing. So now it's about who blinks because... Look, the Colts don't have to do anything here. They they don't have to. Um, they don't have to extend him, and they don't have to trade him. Jonathan Taylor is under contract for next year. So if he wants to hold out and get fined, he is able to hold out and get fined. You know, the Colts can't control that aspect of it. They can't control what Jonathan Taylor does, but they can control what they do. Now, they do have a, a backup in Zach Moss, who they traded for last year in the Naheem Hines deal, who is a, a it has been a capable player and is a veteran player entering his fourth NFL season. And there are a couple of guys that are behind him as well that are – I think familiar names um you know Evan Hull is a rookie but he is a big 10 player from Northwestern who has been participating in camp so far Deion Jackson you might remember from last year as he had uh, a couple of games that were what you would call I don't know if you'd say standout games but at least games that he performed well in um the Thursday night game in Denver I I think is one that that kind of comes to mind um he I think Took the most carries in the Minnesota game, if I remember right. Last season was such a blur. It's hard for me to remember all the pieces of last season. So the Colts have bodies at running back. They have other guys that can come in and, and fill in. They, they are, I think, better off in that spot. I'm not saying any of those guys are Jonathan Taylor. They're not. But they are better off in that spot than they are, let's say, a cornerback. Where they traded Stephon Gilmore and then Isaiah Rogers got the suspension for gambling. They ended up releasing him. And you just don't have much left there depth chart wise uh, the Colts are a little bit better off at running back so if Jim say wants to really dig in here you know the forgotten person of this whole conversation is Chris Ballard <laughs> think about where where he is here he's not saying anything he's not the one going out to twitter and and uh talking from his golf cart or anything like that so he's kind of sitting there watching this whole situation devolve and I think probably wondering, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into here? You got to wonder what Shane Steichen is thinking as well. But the Colts don't have to do anything. I I, I do think that they want to figure out a way to at least ramp down this situation because they don't want it to be a distraction. They don't want this to bleed into other things. So... Not doing anything maybe isn't the best play for them with where they sit here, but certainly the Colts are in the catbird seat when it comes to this tug-of-war with Taylor and with his agent because they don't have to do anything. And this, again, is is something that may not be a popular sentiment here in Indianapolis, but this talk about how the Colts absolutely need Jonathan Taylor, they don't. And that's no knock on Jonathan Taylor. It's just that you don't need a great running back to win at a high level in today's NFL. You don't need it. It's nice. It's a good thing to have if you do happen to have it. But you don't need it. There's a difference between needing something and having something that's just nice to have. You need Good to great quarterback play. You need good to great pass rush. You need good to great dynamic game breaking receivers, or at least one. You don't need a great running back. I make this analogy all the time, and we, every time that we've talked about this during this offseason, I've made this analogy, and I'm, I'm generally, full disclosure, I'm really bad at making analogies for the most part, but this is one that I'm actually kind of proud of because I think it's it grades more like a C, C plus instead of a D minus F, but the running back position in the NFL is the in-ground pool. If you own a house, if you're a homeowner, you know what I'm talking about here. If you're making a list of all the things that are really important when you're buying or selling a home, or or even if you have a home and and you're thinking about improving it, an in-ground pool is something that might be on your list. You might really want a pool. It might be important to you, but there's no way that the pool is more important than the kitchen. There's no way a pool is more important than the master bathroom. And it's probably not more important than the guest bathroom, the basement, and and all these other elements of your house. Having a two-car garage, having a nice yard. You know, there, there are all these other things that kind of factor in. And that's what we're talking about here with the NFL and with team success. With all of these other elements that come into play that are more important. And all you need to do... Is look at a list of the Super Bowl winning running backs of the past 15 years, and it's a, a who's who of who you know, guys that you're just barely going to remember that that they even existed. You know, not only not star players like guys that if they were walking around Monument Circle right now, you wouldn't even know who they were. They wouldn't get stopped. And th- therein lies the problem that Jonathan Taylor and M- Malkai Kawa have his agent when it comes to this situation. And this is also th- this is kind of a, a sidebar to this situation here, but but it, but it is an important sidebar. I think this is worth pointing out. In this town, fans are really good. And really forgiving. But one thing that they are not so forgiving about is when they feel like you don't want to be here. Whether that's justified, not justified, whatever else. Fans don't like that. Fans in Indiana want you to be in Indiana. want you to want to be in Indiana, (laughs) I should say. So I'm interested to see how the public sentiment might shift a little bit for Taylor here if we really get into a long, drawn-out punch-counterpunch thing with him and the Colts. Cal Merritt slated to join us in the 10 o'clock hour. We got other things to get to besides just Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, and we'll get to them. It's Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana.